Every single entrepreneur and freelancer in the world feels the imposter syndrome, no matter how much they've done and how much they've experienced. What they know that you don't know is how to move past it, how to recognize it, and how to nip it in the bud the second it happens to them. In this episode, I'm going to look at what the imposter syndrome is, why you're feeling it, you know, what the triggers are for this feeling in your mind, and eight ways you can overcome it by tomorrow. Yes, by tomorrow. Let's do it. Hey guys, and welcome to the Freelance Fairy Tales podcast. I'm Alex Fasulo, your host, six-figure freelance writer, serial entrepreneur, Fiverr Pro seller, and digital nomad. You've come to the right place if you want to know more about working for yourself online as a freelancer today. I've been freelancing for over six years, and I want to share what I've learned with you. All right, guys, today we're going to talk about a topic that is definitely near and dear to my heart. It's something that everyone struggles with, myself included, and it's definitely a very popular thing I am asked on TikTok. I think because I'm both a young person and a woman in, you know, doing something that typically young women don't do. It's the imposter syndrome. You've all heard about it. It's definitely a common thing that's talked about. And I think it's great that it's talked about, but talking about it won't fix it for you. So I know ironically here I am talking to you about it, but I'm going to provide you with some tips at the end of this podcast that will hopefully help you work through your own imposter syndrome feelings and anything that comes with it. So the truth about the imposter syndrome is that it happens to anyone regardless of their success level or how much experience they have doing whatever it is that they do. So if you think it's only reserved for newbies or amateurs, that is definitely far from the truth. And, you know, I've been an entrepreneur for six years now. And when I start something brand new like this podcast or YouTube channel, I still hear those imposter syndrome voices telling me, you have no idea what you're doing. You're a fraud. You're an imposter. People are going to find out you don't know what you're doing. All those fears that come with that feeling. So to get a little boring on you guys, here's a definition of what the imposter syndrome is. It refers to an internal experience of believing that you are not enough or as competent as others perceive you to be. So when you're starting out doing something brand new, like freelancing, it's this fear that, you know, you're an imposter to someone who's an expert at freelancing, someone like me. I've been doing it for six years. So if you're out there trying to sell the same thing as me, people are going to find out that you are an imposter and they're going to tell their family, their friends. Look at what so-and-so is trying to do. Can you believe it? They're lying. They're stealing. They're cheating people. They're going to be found out. These are all normal feelings that we feel as human beings. The fear of others' thoughts about us is, is probably the number one driving factor of what keeps people from freelancing, doing their own thing, is, you know, these fears of what people are saying about them. And, you know, we may have come a long way as far as technology and civilization and everything like that, but we are still the same human being we have been for the last, I don't know, 10,000 years. And, you know, we're social creatures, we thrive in communities, which is a great thing, but it also makes us really sensitive and susceptible to what our peers think about us. And a big part of the freelancing journey, any entrepreneurial endeavor, is kind of turning off those voices that are so innate to you and not caring about what your peers think or say about you. (laughs) A little aside, you know, when I first started doing this when I was 21, 
I was definitely super sensitive to it. I was afraid of what all these people would say about me. I'm from a small town where a lot of people have a lot to say about anyone who leaves that small town. And I definitely let, you know, my fear of what people thought about me hold me back for a few years. I didn't really let it hold me back in a business sense, but I was not posting on social media like I am today. I was letting those fears kind of inhibit my potential and everything that comes with that. And it's funny because here I am now at 28. And I've kind of discovered if you put any effort into this life to be happy, to create something new, to make a lot of money, you should just assume that most people in your life are going to hate you. And I'm not saying this in a, oh, woe is me or in a negative way. Not at all. I'm saying it very unemotionally. It's an inevitable thing that is going to happen. And I am sitting here at this point. Most people in my life, minus my, you know, close friends and family, probably don't care for me. I'm sure they don't want to see the Forbes articles and the CNBC articles anymore. In a way, I can't blame them, but I'm also not going to let it stop me. So, you know, if you hear the way I'm talking about this right now to you guys, very frankly, this is just merely the product of doing it for a few years and overcoming that imposter syndrome so many times that it really doesn't have any bearing on me anymore. And I'm able to speak about it to you guys like very calmly. But if you are feeling that fear of, you know, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm doing on Fiverr. I'm an imposter. You know, my best friends are going to talk about me. And, And you know what? They might talk about you, but it's not because you're an imposter. It's because they are jealous that you have mustered up the courage and the strength to overcome that imposter syndrome, which they can't do at this time in their lives. They might be able to do it 20 years from now, or they might not ever be able to do it in their lives. But if you're able to overcome that kind of community social fear, People are going to be really jealous of you, and it's a projection of their own insecurities and unhappiness, and it really has nothing to do with you. And easier said than done, you're still going to feel these feelings, but I don't know, maybe hearing me talk about it right now might help you skip over a few more years of it than I went through. Because I started this very young, so at 28, I'm obviously more mature and worldly than I was at 21, but it's all a part of the process, right? So, okay. What does the imposter syndrome feel like? A lot of people say, okay, well, what does it feel like to be an imposter? Like, what are you guys talking about when you mention this topic? This is another definition I found, again, just to get a little technical on you guys. The imposter syndrome feels like a severe inadequacy that you're going to be found out about. It's a self-doubt that can leave people fearing they will be exposed as a fraud, usually in the work and their lives. It can affect anyone regardless of their success. So yes, that means even Elon Musk, wherever he is right now, you know, sipping on his coffee with Grimes, who's probably making a pop song, might be actually feeling the imposter syndrome when it comes to raising his new son or doing something he isn't necessarily an expert at. I mean, a big part of being a successful business owner, a freelancer today is being able to adapt to change and pivot, which means you are going to constantly be presented with things that you are not an expert at. And I really believe the difference between someone who makes a lot of money and is successful at it and someone who isn't, isn't based on pure intellect and skill and schooling. It's based on kind of a mastery of of this mindset and understanding that you are going to be faced with the imposter syndrome frequently. And instead of being scared of it, be unemotional about it, recognize it when it's happening, take a step back, ask yourself, why is this happening right now? What triggered it? And kind of go piece by piece telling yourself, I am not actually a fraud. Fake it till you make it is very real. Every single person, you know, from Steve Jobs to Oprah to whoever, they faked it till they made it. Like they weren't the experts that they are today when they first started out. So, you know, approaching it unemotionally and recognizing it when it happens and then knowing that it's going to happen frequently will set you free 
from the control it can have over you and your potential. That's definitely what I've discovered at this point, because I've faced it, you know, quote unquote, so many times that when it comes around, I'm not scared of it anymore. I'm like, oh, there it is. There are those weird imposter syndrome feelings that are keeping me from doing something and really causing a procrastination. I've put something off for three, four months because I'm listening to these voices. And come on, Alex, you know better than that. You've overcome this 10, 20 times now. Like, let's get it together, girl. (laughs) That's kind of my like internal conversation with myself. Okay. This brings me to kind of the more in-depth look at the imposter syndrome, I think, and what's important to understand about it so it doesn't have so much control over you anymore. And that is the trigger of it. That's the cause of it. You know, if you're seeing the symptoms and the reactions to it, you need to know, well, what is causing it in the first place? Because then you can more effectively manage it and make sure it doesn't happen to you again. So why do we experience it? There's kind of three major things that cause the feeling of the imposter syndrome. One is past criticism. This one is huge. And this one is a byproduct of your environment growing up, who you hang around, who was your role models, all that good stuff. So for some people, they're not so lucky. You know, they're born into this world with really crappy parents who say terrible things to them and tell them they'll never amount to anything. It's actually for anyone who's ever watched the movie Matilda. I don't know if you remember her parents used to say to her, like, you're dumb, you're stupid, you'll never amount to nothing. And they used to say that to her over and over again. And it's kind of like, I don't know what drove her to be a better version of herself. But if your parents told you you're stupid and you suck your whole life, you probably believe that. And anyone would if, if the two people who love them the most said things like that to them. But what is so amazing about your mind and your brain is that, you know, you are only a prisoner to your own brain. You're the only one living in your body. So you actually have the ability to reflect on that criticism and recognize it for what it is, recognize that it came from an unhappy person and that it actually has nothing to do with you. And this goes for criticism from anyone else in your life, could be your best friend, boyfriend, girlfriend, maybe a teacher in high school told you you're stupid and you'll never do anything with your life. Like that can be scarring. Could have been a professor, gym coach, you know, anyone could have told you you can't do this. And you probably internalized it over the years. And now sitting here at 20, 30, 40, 50, you have a culmination of all of these criticisms floating around your brain. And more sensitive people allow these criticisms to stop them. And they believe them to be true and go, they're right. I am stupid. I can't do anything. And, you know, that's just not true, not to get spiritual on you guys, but, you know, God or as everyone might actually say universe, whatever I say, God created you for a reason. So, no, you're not just here by coincidence. And there's about five million different studies that prove all of this. Being here on coincidence is actually statistically impossible. But I'll dive into those existential topics later. You're not here by accident. You are equipped with the skills you need to do what you want to do. And if you feel this calling to be a freelancer right now and to go work for yourself, that's God telling you, like, I have a purpose for you and I want you to go fulfill it. So anyone who told you you can't do that was just, you know, like airing their dirty laundry on you with their own unhappiness and insecurity. Stop listening to it. Start to piece through it today. Maybe write down like three moments in your life when someone said something like really scarring to you and just kind of look at it and like set it on fire, throw the paper out the window and realize that, you know, that has no bearing on you. That was someone else's criticisms had nothing to do with you and you can just let it go. And that's a really healthy way to think about all these things and future criticisms that you're going to experience as well. Another reason you can feel the imposter syndrome is simply from doing something new. It's this fear of both failure and success. Both of those fears can drive a lot of people. 
You could be afraid if you try something new, you're going to fail. Everyone's going to find out and make fun of you. You could also be afraid of trying something new and actually being successful at it because you've become so comfortable in your life, not attracting attention to yourself or whatever traumas you've gone through. So doing something new can be really triggering for people. It can be hard for them to handle if they've lived a really like emotionally taxing life. But, you know, doing something new is the whole point we're alive. I mean, if you want to grow, advance, do all that you were meant to do in this life, you have to try things. You have to take risks. You have to do new things. And on the scale of risky, dangerous things in the world, signing up on a site like Fiverr is really at the bottom. <laughs> it's free. There's no risk. No one's going to die. You're not like operating on someone's body in a surgery room. The, you know, the risk couldn't be lower. So just tell yourself that when you're doing something new like freelancing, it's really not that crazy. And tell yourself that over and over again. And if you need to tell yourself, oh, well, Alex didn't know what she was doing when she first started out. That's really true. I had no idea what I was doing. I dove in head first. Did I make up some things that I wasn't really good at at first? Of course. But I charged a really low rate for it. So I felt it was fair. If people were only paying me $10, I thought it was very fair that, yeah, I might not be giving them the best quality product they could ever buy, but they should know that spending $10. So that's why I always say to people, start out by charging cheap rates, not because you're not quote unquote worth it. And we'll talk about that in another podcast, but it's less pressure on you. And it communicates to the client that you aren't the top of the top and they shouldn't expect that from you because you have to get your practice in somewhere. You can listen to these podcasts. You can take online courses. You can do all this amazing stuff to educate yourself, but nothing actually compares to putting it into practice and doing it. I mean, that's, that's the best way to learn anything is to fake it till you make it, dive right in and just freaking do it. And that's, that's all it is. The third reason you experience the imposter syndrome is you are setting your expectations way too high for yourself. And I'm guilty of this. Um, I think anyone out there who likes to go above and beyond, who, uh, you know, wants to get the A, they're not okay with a B or a C in a class, sets really high expectations for themselves either because their parents put that pressure on them or they were just born that way. I know for myself, like at age three, I was setting expectations for myself. That's just me. I can't change that about myself. And sometimes I think, you know, that contributes to my success. But you do have to be aware of, you know, doing that to yourself and, you know, kind of setting impossible standards. And that's why it's important to reward yourself once a week. Like I'll treat myself to a really nice expensive dinner. I'll spend $1,000 on a music festival that I don't actually need to go to, but I want to go to. (laughs) So being aware if you set your expectations way too high is important. There's a component of that that veers into perfectionism. I'll talk about that in another podcast where, you know, perfectionism is really will stifle your growth as a freelancer. It's impossible to be perfect. It's impossible to please every buyer. And being stuck on this notion of perfectionism will slow you down like so badly. So your expectations for yourself should be more from a performance point of view than they should be from being a perfectionist. Because let me just tell you, like there is no room for that in the world of freelancing. So, okay, if you combine all three of these things, past criticisms, doing something new and scary and setting your expectations way too high, the imposter syndrome is absolutely going to be floating around your mind. It's going to choke you and it's going to stop you from doing what you want to do. Thousands of people write on my social media every day that they want to start freelancing. They really want to get on Fiverr. They want to get on Upwork. They have the desire, but they can't actually put it into practice because that imposter syndrome is like completely stopping them in their tracks. And if you're listening to this episode, it might be doing that to you too. Like I've said many times, don't beat yourself up over it. It's very normal. 
you know, don't yell at yourself about it. A little side note that I think is interesting as well for people listening is that it's more common for women to experience this feeling than it is for men. Don't ask me why. I think it maybe it's biological in some nature. I'm not sure. But I know the imposter syndrome, based on studies, hits women harder. Do with that what you will. I find that to be interesting. So if you're a woman listening to this, you might have a little bit of a harder time with the imposter syndrome. But hi, I'm a woman, you know, so (laughs) it hasn't stopped me. So it doesn't need to stop you either. All right. Now we're going to move into the best part of this chat today where I provide you guys with some tips on how to overcome this imposter syndrome, because I've been talking about it in theory a lot, and that's great and all, but you know, what are some action tips? How can you overcome this really annoying mindset you know, roadblock? And I have a few things here I'm going to go over quickly with you guys that I think will be helpful. These are all things that I kind of did unknowingly, and I think you know can be, again, helpful. <laughs> so the first thing is to break the silence, meaning talk about it. I mean, tell your other entrepreneurial friends. And that's why I made my Facebook group, because if you don't have any in your life, you should get some. And I have a community online of people you can chat with, and they'll be right there listening to you. But break the silence. Talk about it. Say it out loud. I'm experiencing the imposter syndrome right now. It's stopping me. I think I'm feeling it. Is this what it is? Don't feel like you have to hide it. You don't need to be this like infallible Zeus figure that never feels anything. Break the silence talk to people about it, find entrepreneurial friends, you know, talk to even your best friend. If they're not an entrepreneur, if they care about you, they'll want to hear about it. Talk to your boyfriend, girlfriend, explain to them that you're feeling it. And you'll, you know, saying it out loud, like totally sets you free from everything. I guess I sound like a therapist right now, but I'm a free therapist. So there you go. Next thing is separate feelings from fact. Oh my goodness. The world we live in today does not know how to do this. And it drives me absolutely nuts our news, our culture, everything encourages this big emotional explosion from people every day. And I'm not hating on emotions. They're very healthy, but I don't think you should combine feeling and fact. They're two separate things. So, you know, that's not cool. That's not ever going to make you successful in business. So if you're feeling, oh, I'm not good enough, I'm not whatever, you know, that's a feeling. But what's the fact of it? Do you have a degree in journalism or you don't even need it? Do you, you know, did you intern for three different people? Did someone at some point tell you you're a good writer? Okay, those are facts. So why don't you go off of the facts? Feelings are fine. They have a time and a place, but they definitely don't have, you know, a time and a place if you're trying to be a business person. So sit down, write it out, you know, separate feeling from fact. This is a really good mental exercise to do with literally everything in your life. And combining the two will really mess you up. A third thing recognize when you should feel fraudulent. Okay, so (laughs) obviously there's, you know, an element of fraud that exists in the world. So if you're going to go tell someone you're a lawyer and you've never been to law school or passed the bar exam, now you're a fraud. Okay, so, you know, there's (laughs) there's a time and a place to recognize when you should feel fraudulent. Writing that down, you know, might be something that helps you through it. But getting online and telling someone for five dollars you're going to make them a logo is not you committing fraud. You know, there's the difference there. And I think it's important to recognize it. Fourth thing, accentuate the positive. We are so, you know, programmed to think negatively. We learn this throughout our lives, watching our parents. It's actually easier to experience negative thoughts than it is positive thoughts. It requires more energy and focus in your brain to think up positive, grateful thoughts than it does to think of negative thoughts. So we default to negative thoughts and becoming aware of that can be a really powerful thing and taking the time each morning. You know, those morning affirmations everyone posts right now or that one song, that rap song that's out right now that's like, I am healthy, I am wealthy. (laughs) That one, 
that's her accentuating the positive. So if you need to, you know, sing that song to yourself and sip your coffee, whatever works for you, you need to place more time thinking about positivity than you do negativity. Okay. Fifth thing, develop a healthy response to failure and mistake making. I mean, I think there's, I'm going to get this quote wrong. I think it's by LeBron James where he's like, I am this and that in basketball because I missed 99% of the shots I've taken or something like that. Meaning the only way to become amazing, to become great, to become rich, anything you want in this life is you have to fail over and over and over again. And you have to not be afraid of it. You have to start seeing failure as a building block. I know some people when they fail, it's like, oh my God, you think, you know, their sibling died. I mean, it's actually a really natural part of this whole process and you should welcome it. You should If you fail, go, okay, that's fine. Cool. What did I learn here? Awesome. I'm going to take this. I'm going to do it again and again and again, and I'm not going to sit here and cry about it. So, you know, it's really healthy to fail and it's even healthier to reflect on why you failed and get up and do it again. Sixth thing, develop a new script. So how you self-talk to yourself right now, that's like a script in your head that you can literally rewrite today if you make that choice. Do you tell yourself you suck? You, you know, you're dumb. I can't believe you did that. You stupid idiot. Is that how your script sounds in your head? Or do you talk to yourself with more, you know, poise and say, okay, you got this. You know what to do. You're brand new at this. You just need more experience. Get it. You know, do your thing. You know, rewrite the script that's replaying over and over again in your head. Again, if it helps you to say it out loud or write it down, depending on what kind of learner you are, do it. I mean, All bets are off here. I know people, entrepreneurs who have the craziest rituals and things they do every day to like get in the zone. Probably why some people think like entrepreneurs are crazy people, but I think we're great personally. (laughs) But whatever you need to do to like pump yourself up, speak positively to yourself, literally do it. If you need to scribble it on the wall, like that movie, A Beautiful Mind or yeah, American Beauty. Oh gosh, this is guys. I'm really bad with movies. I'm actually more of a TV person. (laughs) I like when storylines build up. Okay. Anyway, I digress. Seventh tip here, visualize success. This is really powerful. This is where you hear everyone talking about manifestation today. And I think there's a little bit of a danger with how much people are talking about manifesting. I think they're kind of making it sound like it's much easier than it actually is because let's be real. If you want anything in this life, you have to bust your ass and you need to be committed, focused and patient. But Visualizing success and manifesting it is definitely a very real thing. So, you know, do you see yourself a year from now making more money freelancing than you do right now? And if you don't, you're not going to. You know, it's so simple. Your mind has so much power. Energy is constantly moving. You need to actually believe in your mind one year from now you're going to double what you make as a freelancer. Like, say it out loud. Repeat after me. Like, I will make more money as a freelancer next year. Speak it into the world. State it as fact, believe it, write it down. I mean, it's just as simple as that. The last thing, eighth tip here, guys, is to write the rules. When I say write, I mean (laughs) R-I-G-H-T. And, you know, whatever the rules are that you have created somewhere in your life for yourself and you actually have a rule book you live by every day, you just don't realize it, you can sit down and write those rules. So if your rules are negative, if they kind of contribute to the self-doubt or lack of self-esteem you have in yourself, fix them, rewrite them, change them. There's no one size fits all here. So if at some point in your life, someone told you, oh, these are the rules of life and how it should be lived. Okay, that's great. That might be what they think, but that doesn't need to be what you think. You are the driver of your destiny. You are, you know, 
you, you can change anything you want at any time. Your brain is an unbelievable organ. We only use 10% of it. Okay. So like, just imagine what it can actually do if you give it some time to do it. That's why, you know, all entrepreneurs wake up early, drink a lot of water, eat healthy workout. They do all these things that contribute to higher brain activity. And I can go into this, you know, again with you guys, the other elements that feed into being a successful freelancer and business owner. And I definitely will because I plan on doing a lot of these podcasts. But yeah, I mean, there, there it is. There's the imposter syndrome in a nutshell. That's what it feels like. That's where it comes from. And that's how you can overcome it. And you know, you guys have probably heard me say this a lot, but the number one way to overcome anything is to do it, put it into practice. You can listen to this podcast all you want, but this podcast isn't going to change your life unless you actually put into practice all the things I just shared with you guys. Get your notepad out, start singing things out loud, screaming things, telling your best friend that you feel this way, you know, (laughs) do all these things. And don't be afraid of what people think about you. You know, the people in your life at first might be like, okay, whoa, like, did someone drink too much coffee today? But these are all such positive, healthy ways to be, to think, to feel that it will actually start to rub off on the people in your life, believe it or not. And they might not say it out loud, but if you start thinking and believing all these things, you're going to become this like amazing, positive influence and like source of happiness to people around you. And, you know, it's all going to fall into place. It's going to help you become a better business person. It's actually going to help you attract a community of followers online who are going to be able to sense this shift in you. It's just, it's really amazing when you kind of get into your own momentum, you know, what is possible. But that starts with staring the imposter syndrome in the face, telling it no, and just kicking it in the ass. That's really it. That's all there is. And if you feel lonely with it, guys, don't forget to join my Facebook groups called Freelancing Mentorship with Alexandra Fasulo. Anyone's welcome in it. And it's kind of designed to be this community where you can share all these feelings with people, bond with them, process them, move past them, and yeah, reach your peak potential. So, all right, guys, thanks for tuning in. And I'll be back soon with my next episode. Bye.